Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello everyone, welcome back to Free and Figuring It Out and thank you for joining us for this episode. So since we last recorded, I've actually celebrated my birthday um, (laughs) and (laughs) now officially 35, which feels a bit weird. But aside from that, um, I got some lovely um, gifts, even though for any of you who've um, listen to the podcast for a while you'll know for my 30th birthday I did a gift list and we did a whole episode on this because um I think Cheryl found it quite amusing that I did a gift list for my but did you yeah you yeah you did for didn't you I was trying to think were you like that's a great idea or are you mad woman no I thought it was great (laughs) we all get presents we don't need but I also just thought uh like you're crazy that your friends even let you get away with it I feel like my friends would be like hell no (laughs) Mm, well yeah some of them didn't but some of them did but um like on that point um I sort of the people who buy me gifts a lot actually a lot now I think with friends I just say don't bother like we'll just do lunch or some like what one of my best friends is five days after me mm-hmm. so we just buy a card and then do lunch or something or I, I usually get candles which are always welcome because I adore candles no matter what <laughs> Um, but with like my brother and my girlfriend and mum, I basically tell them what I want and they order it. <laughs> so my lovely girlfriend um, bought me a Fitbit, um, which I've sort of resisted. So this is what I'm figuring out my Fitbit because I've sort of resisted one because, you know, I'm like, I don't like jumping on the bandwagon where everyone else does. And I don't know why it's just a weird thing I have. Um, but I've been more and more conscious of my health and um, also my movement because I work from home. And so I'm very aware that some days I'm doing like barely any steps. And so I thought it may encourage me. But one of the main reasons I got it was for my sleep. Um mm. I've really been struggling with my sleep the past few months in terms of like drifting off. And I suppose I just wanted to know a bit of reassurance as to if my sleep is good quality, you know, and and things like that. So, yeah, and I thought it would annoy me wearing it, but actually I've got used to it quite quickly. So, yeah, so I'm sort of figuring it out. There's a lot on it. Like I've obviously put my period dates in. Something that triggered me, I actually just looked at it before we recorded, was um, it's now telling me about my fertile window. Yeah, There was a woman in the same sex relationship who isn't looking to get pregnant or not get pregnant. I don't know. There's something a bit like mm. annoying about that. Like I, I would like the option not to know that because it's irrelevant to me um but anyway um so and then just understanding like all of a sudden I've seen like you can input your food and your water intake and then obviously I can see how many calories I've burned I've not worn it yet to like a class okay so um but I quite like the alarm where it buzzes on your arm um I was gonna say the one of the biggest biggest benefits for me the alarm on your phone I mean the alarm mm. on your arm so it just vibrates is the best thing because now it's mm. when I properly retired my phone out of the room yeah. because there was yeah. literally no reason and it's such a nicer way to wake up than a sound. Yeah, 
Yeah, and also the just clock element. So I I I was bought a watch, I think, for a birthday one year, and it's a beautiful watch, but I don't know, I just I'm not really a massive jewelry person so I sort of stopped wearing it and then so my clock is my phone and it's just really nice to be able to check the time on my wrist mm. rather than having to reach my phone because then you know what we're like you reach for your phone and then you think oh well, I'll just check this as well da, da, da. so so yeah so I I like it I've got Alexa on here so I've started asking her some questions so it's nice to have now two people at my mercy I've got Siri and Alexa um so yeah it's it's I like it it's it's good I bought a cover for it because my brother was like you're gonna chip that within like a day because you're gonna knock it about so much I bought a cover got it in a nice rose gold which I'm slightly worried that it will get filthy very very soon but I'll have to just keep wiping it down so um so yeah so that's that's sort of what I'm still figuring out this uh this week well I'm glad that you jumped on the bandwagon because I got mine did I get it for Christmas I think I got it for Christmas Mm. so I've had it for like seven months now and has absolutely changed me but I do want to just say a bit of a word of warning about the sleep thing because actually some people have said people that don't sleep well actually you can start to get so hung up on it that actually becomes more stressful than it needs to be. Yeah, I did think about this. Mm, I did think. And actually, I'm lucky because it's actually, so far it's telling me I, I am sleeping well. Um, But yeah, I did... I did kind of have a word with myself and be like, say, for instance, one morning I wake up and it's given me a sleep score of like 65, not to then go out through that whole day thinking, oh, I slept really badly last night. Yeah. Like trying to still trust like how I feel in my body rather than. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I appreciate that. I think it is good for you to start to learn like, you know, how long you off, it takes you to fall asleep and like actually how many hours you've been asleep and, I wake mm. up a lot in the middle and it was useful this point where actually then I would before I'd have been trying to like write down and I'd be looking at my phone to work out the time and all that stuff and I was like you don't need to do that because I can actually see the gaps when I'm awake but yeah just be a yeah. little bit don't get too sucked up into thinking the computer's always right and they can be a little bit overwhelming now mine over the last few months now I've got this stress management level that's popped up yeah and I'm like I that didn't that. used to be there and I was like I don't need that okay I'm stressed no. we all know I'm stressed I don't need it on a <laughs> I don't need to be told that <laughs> but it's funny because you said like you've got Alexa and I like this is the thing I want to say as well because I got a fairly not a fairly like up-to-date one but I purposely haven't connected it to virtually anything so I don't get any of my texts come through I can't no 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 me neither yeah I was like I didn't do anything like that so I was like even though I could I was like no I just really I want to go tomorrow into my steps like see what my heartbeat is and yeah and check how my sleep's doing that was actually something that I put because I hate it when my girlfriend is nowhere near a phone and then she gets notifications saying like Instagram like so and so and I'm like stop it because then she'll want to look at a phone I'm just like yeah. what's the point of having it's just you know what I feel about notifications I freaking hate them so yeah they're I have nothing on on the Fitbit it's purely for my wellness so yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> well I have been figuring out something much more low-tech I'm back trying to get these green fingers going. Honestly, this is a, this is probably going to be the adulting thing when I'm 70. I'm still going to be saying, oh, I'm trying to work out how to grow this. So 
money planet is like the one thing my grandma always grew when I was growing up and mm. when I got my flat what six years ago I was like I'm gonna get one of her I'm gonna grow it it's gonna be great killed it I got a second mm. one uh killed it I got a third one just before then I ended up getting kicked out of the flat so the, it was actually doing all right but then because uh. I just left and it was on a balcony dying in that ridiculous fake summer heat wave last year when we was all isolating we were it was so that died so now I've got a fourth one fourth time lucky is that ever been a phrase no mm-hmm. but I'm going for it mm-hmm. I'm going for it so I've like in between I've been looking online I'm trying to find other people like tips and how much to water it and maybe I should give some extra feed and it's now in a sunnier place with more I don't know something else my grandma said recommended so let's see I'm like fingers crossed this is a it's a big one as well so I'm like hopefully but in the meantime I've been to my friend's house and hers was like growing beautifully and I was like everyone else seems to do it fine so I'm determined it's gonna happen people that's what I'm gonna happen well best of luck don't put too much pressure on yourself I kill pretty much every plant that I get Mm. and um that's why I prefer flowers because they're meant to die so it's like less pressure um but sometimes like you know literally in my mum's house you can move a plant and it will flourish six foot across the room in a different corner so maybe just start trying to move it around if it looks like it's struggling and just see where it's happy uh, honestly they're so temperamental but I like the fact that this is your mini challenge at the minute I know that's how great <laughs> life is Woo! no it's good it's all good uh well you've been looking after your uh, money plant um I actually finished a book now Sherelle hates it when I do this when I read like half a book and then when I also have about seven books on the go at the same time which is what's happening right now um but I finished a book that dear friend bought me called the midnight library by matt haig um if you don't know who he is he kind of um he, he wrote a book uh entitled reasons to stay alive and he suffered um with depression and i actually remember reading a, a paragraph that he wrote and I, I don't know if this was just in an interview or something but he was living i think i've got this right but he was basically living in ibiza somewhere that was just completely beautiful and was feeling the lowest of the low and he was just like gosh if I feel like this with such beautiful nature and scenery around me you know like what is going on and it really struck me because that's how I felt when I went to the Lake District like I could see all this gorgeousness and you know this place that people fly across the world to see and dream of living in and I was the lowest of my low and I it sort of really struck a chord with me so I've always connected with him and I don't really read fiction so when my friend bought me this I was actually in quite a low period and I read about half and then I just wasn't you know I've mentioned before I struggle to read when I'm in a low period um and then when I had COVID because I had COVID um I decided to finish it off and I actually sort of blasted my way through it which was nice and it's basically about a woman called Nora who I kind of I get the impression she's around our age so sort of you know um 30s early mid 30s and she um goes to commit suicide because she's unhappy with her life 
And she ends up going to this midnight library where she basically gets to journey to all the different types of lives that she could have lived if she'd have taken slightly different decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's interesting. It was really thought provoking because I think it makes you then reflect on your own life. Like, well, what if I hadn't have broke up with that guy or what if I had have taken that job or what if I moved into that flat instead of that flat and you know it's a bit of a sliding doors thing really I suppose yeah. isn't it like and there's a the, there's a point where it gets dangerous to think like that but then there's I think there's also a nice point where I love you you've got such a beautiful grin on your face right now it's so funny um there's also a point where it just I think if anything it brings you back it grounds you to where you are now and you know I'm a big believer and I think Charlotte's as well that everything happens for a reason even when the most rubbish thing in the world happens like you've sort of got to just be like okay this has happened for some sort of crazy reason I've just got to get on with it and see what I learn from it and stuff and um yeah it was just I think if you struggle with mental health or if you're not happy in where you are with your life right now I think it's a nice book to read um I think it it inadvertently helps you reflect on your own life, on your own path, and uh, and not in a somber way, but just in a yeah, like rational, like okay, what what would have happened maybe if I had left that relationship after five years instead of ten, or you know, so yeah, really recommend the Midnight Library, Matt Haig. I'll put a link. Um, but yeah, it was nice to read a bit of fiction for once in a while. It does sound really nice, but. Because I've just finished reading The Power of Now, I think the whole mm. slap thing, like looking at your past, thinking what if, just could be dangerous. That's what I think right now. Yeah. So now I've got a very much this sort of thing of being like, the press, the past is meant to live in the past and we should be where we are. And I'm trying. And I, I'm not one of these people that's actually very good at it at all. Like, I love to spend way too much time thinking about the past, but I'm trying to like change. That's where I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I th- I completely agree with that. And I've been doing that a little bit at the minute, thinking about the past. And I don't know if birthdays bring that on a bit as oh, well. Yeah. You sort of think, oh, why did I do that? Should I have done that? And and it, like I say, I think there's a there's a level of healthiness with that to a certain extent. I think sometimes we have to process those things, but then you've got to sort of have that awareness to be like, okay, let's put that to bed now. We've thought about that thing. Let's Ooh. just leave it. Yeah, so... So yeah, that's my recommendation. Cool. Well, I have been watching How to Live Mortgage-Free with Sarah Beanie. Now, Mm. I had been in a room um, in Clubhouse talking to some people about, they're like, it's all personal personal finance sort of things. And people talk about their money goals. And quite a few of them are a bit older, quite a few in their like 40s and 50s. And a few of them were saying, like, my dream is to be mortgage-free, mortgage-free. And then this popped up on Netflix. And I thought, oh, let me just have a little look. Expecting it to be a bit like stories of how people got there. But actually, what it ended up mainly to be was just crazy people that built their building, like, built places to live. Built so, their houses. Yeah, so it felt like a quarter of the people in the programme decided to go live on a boat. So there was, like... <clears throat> You know, the classics of one in London living in North London in their like £1,700 two bed flat. And she decided she was a model and she decided to build, to renovate this boat basically. She had like, like a canal yeah. barge boat, right? Okay. And the, like the, Sarah was like, 
there's less floor space I think in this whole flat than like your bedroom and you know like classic model every like so much clothes so much things it's just like how is this gonna happen but she did it it looked beautiful but like those type of people that I was just like I'm not about to go live on a boat then there was the crazy people that would have like uh some like there's a woman who her parents had like some big garage outside and she turned it originally into a workspace and then into a home there were the people that were their parents had like land or they like found some agriculture you can have temporary structures I've learned loads of stuff on agriculture land so where people build mm. things that they can technically move so it could be like oh. you move it on a trailer bed sort of thing like that type of structure yeah and so and then when people have like ship cabin not ship ship containers ship containers yeah so it's all of this so, and I was like, and then you have these moments these things are really Sherelle you ain't doing any of this like there was, and I think there's probably only two or three examples of people like in an actual house like that we would class as a house so there was someone who just been like they'd been uh upscaling and selling and making more money etc one which was a couple that just were like we took every single penny and we were like just overpaying 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 and then someone that had quite an interesting one was he wanted he was designing like sort of prefab houses but trying to not make them like the prefab houses we all know from the 60s I think prefab houses became a big thing post uh World War II when they were trying to like yeah. build and so there's lots of them that aren't particularly very nice whereas he his aim is to try and make one his ended up being something like 135,000 pounds but he's trying to make it so you could make one so someone could order it for a hundred thousand so basically if you've got the land you could then buy a house for a hundred thousand it's up in a really short amount of time da da you're done so it was just an interesting one because what it really made me think is like are you willing to be mortgage free like the sacrifices to live in like a tiny boat or like a ship container or like just crazy ridiculousness or like do you have to just pay the mortgage and like be fine with it and actually it was quite dramatic dramatized language so it was making me like the chains of the mortgage the drudgery like there's these little bits oh in between gosh. I was literally just like you need to calm down love like you need to calm down like a mortgage isn't actually like that horrendous for some people it's the scale it's the relationship between how much you're paying each month and actually how much you normally earn or how much you have in savings and all these things like actually and it's quite funny because I think I'm trying to do some stuff mentally with me to realise a mortgage isn't bad. It's just about how it, how much of your like monthly income it's worth. That's where problems come. It's, yeah. when it's too much financial pressure. And as individuals, we all need to have a choice. But yeah, I definitely decided that I don't think it's better to be mortgage free and live on a boat just to be mortgage free. Yeah. No, and I could no, Sherelle, you need to be in a house, love. Like I can't imagine you anywhere or, else. Or a little wood. I could get a nice little guy that can help me make this wood cabin. Like and also loads of it was couples. I was like, oh, of course. Like and the mm. two, like but the woman in London that was doing a boat, she was doing it by herself. But yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I know a girl who used to go to my school, she now does acting and presenting. She's on this morning all the time. Um, Nicola Thorpe, she lives on a boat. Um, for me, I just think of the safety aspect. I was like, I just wouldn't feel safe, not because of the water, but because of humans. <laughs> I just feel a bit like, I don't know, exposed. Um, 
And yeah, I've been thinking of this a lot, like people's homes and how sometimes that's the one place that you can be you and close the doors and have things surrounding you that is good for you. And and I think, yeah, you've really got to think about if that's right for you and also that pressure to be mortgage-free. Everyone talks about it and it's like, can we just take that pressure off a little bit? And if it's not crippling your sort of overheads, then just just go with it you know like let it just let it be so yeah absolutely yeah. oh interesting so yeah we'll pop a link it's a definitely one if you if you are someone that's ever had an inclination that you would like to be a self-builder then definitely some some inspiration in there because there are some mm. crazy people with some imaginative designs that's for sure mm, interesting well while you've been watching that I decided to watch sex life um on Netflix which for those of you who haven't heard I feel like everyone's going on about it but um it's just about a woman who I mean I guess she's in her she's 41 in real life but they don't really talk about how old she is in the thing um she actually played a character in the L word that's how I know her so it's quite nice to see her again um and she lives in the suburbs um of New York in Greenwich which is like a narrow ways train from New York City a beautiful husband like the perfect husband and two beautiful children but basically she used to have quite an adventurous life before she settled down and she just kind of keeps going back to that in her mind. Um, and then she she says she writes a journal. She writes basically words on a MacBook. And it really irritated me that she said journal because I was like, oh, anyway. Um, and her husband saw it. And then it sort of goes into this whole thing of how then he manages that information and and yeah so it's interesting because um again I think reaching 35 you sort of reflect a bit on your earlier days and your single days and um I don't know there's it's it's quite nice to just see inside someone else's head you know Mm. and then what is kind of going on in her mind and yeah it's 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 good fun um and I would recommend it. I've only watched a couple of episodes, but I am I am enjoying it. It's quite an escapism thing. Everyone's beautiful and skinny and all these things. And and it's in New York, which I love anyway. So yeah, it's it's good fun, but I'll put a link to it. Mm, very nice. Well, whilst you were reading fiction, I was about to say dirty, dirty fiction. Don't know quite why, but Obviously, I read nonfiction, but this one was a different one this week, which was a book. So it's been gifted to me by Atlantic Books, I think quite a while ago. I'm very sorry. And it sat on the shelf. But finally, I cracked it open. And it's called Money by Jacob Goldstein. But it's about like the untold story of money. And it's not it's not what I expected because it's sort of like the history of money slash mm. Like the fact money isn't really real. What is it? How has it evolved? And so you go back all the way from the beginning around like people bartering and like the creation of coins. Like I can't remember like one of the countries where it was saying like a coin, it got to the point where it was so big, it literally was like having like a coin the size of your back. Like people would have to strap it to them to like walk anywhere. And so like this whole thing of coin, yeah, very impractical. But this was the thing that was like, then there was all the arguments about like metal and like 
you know, were coins worth the actual value of the metal? And so then people started trying like shave chunks off. And then people would be like in markets looking at it and being like, well, that's not quite right. So I can't take that one. Like, can you imagine that life? If you had to actually look at a pound coin and make sure it actually had enough gold it in it. Fully that, there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was like all that sort of stuff. And then like, you know, the invention of paper, all the like craziness of um, like banks and how banks got set up and how all that works. And then right at the end, they mentioned crypto. Mm. It was really interesting because it was just like, it made you realize one, how much power, um, like how the power has shifted around and, you know, how much is money real? How much are we in control of it? Is it the banks? Is it the federal? Is it the politicians? Like, know all those types of things and there's some very interesting there's a very interesting chapter actually that's talking about the euro and how like that came in and why it came in like that that chapter for me was like really interesting and then how that what that meant about then just the sort of the financial situation it put countries like Greece into a few years later and actually then they because they didn't own their currency they didn't actually have the power really to be able to support their country to make the changes they needed to. And that's the sort of danger of going into like a one, if you don't own your currency, basically, you don't really have the power to be able to deal, especially with like unemployment, inflation, deflation, et cetera, like those types of things. Wow. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so it was a real interesting uh, look back over money. So not money like for now, nothing to do with like your own personal finances or anything like that, but actually just if you're interested in how money got invented and how it works and just want to change your thinking up a little bit about it because yeah and it, uh, the bitcoin stuff was interesting because they must have stopped it must have been written i'm not sure quite how long ago i think he wrote it last year actually because they mentioned right at the end about us going into the pandemic but um oh, right. so yeah it was interesting just to see and what the future is going to be and they do like hint like will we ever get to a cashless society and the implications of that and all the things like that. So yeah, the changing, evolving nature of money. That sounds really, you said, didn't you? I'd like the sound of yeah. this and it does sound really interesting because there's so many great money books out there, but I do, I'm at a point now and probably you're the same, you know, you sort of, when you've read quite a few, then they seem to sort of cover the very similar things. And um I think something like that, the history of money is something that I actually don't know that much about. And because obviously I'm hoping to study like um, economics as part of my master's. Um, and I actually got gifted a couple of um, money books, one of them by um, a leading economist at the London School of Economics um, about society and money and stuff like that. So, so yeah, so that, I'll definitely pop that on my list. It sounds really, really good. Yeah, I definitely yeah, think it interesting. Be... Geek out. Yeah, geek out. And I think in terms of like how it now, how like, the, the pound is set up and like the economics around that and who I think that's the whole thing about a country having power actually yeah. over its money and how it can make changes is, is quite interesting and I sort of understood it a bit before but this definitely was like another layer to add on to be like oh yeah this is how you can like pull this and something else moves and it's all a very very delicate balance that's for sure. Well, something I just want to add on, completely irrelevant to anything, but it just made me giggle when I read it, is, um, I don't know if you saw, and I, I know you're probably not bothered by Sex and the City, but it's like my heart is Sex and the City. And um, 
they've they're releasing a new sort of uh i don't know what it is like a new version of it called and um but a page of the script was leaked even though i always think it's a pr stunt but they said how carrie no longer writes she has a podcast oh of course she does it just made me giggle it just made me giggle i thought oh see i've i've always wanted to epitomize carrie bradshaw and in a subconscious way I <laughs> so I just was like oh that makes me happy so I'm very intrigued to see what it's about just just talk about loads of sex don't it yeah it just made me giggle <laughs> so so what is um the lovely life prompt that you have for us this week Cheryl so this week it's one you need to take a little bit of time on which is about describing your dream home but I want to go into it a little mm. bit deeper because when I was watching that How to Live Mortgage Free, some people okay. don't know what they what they want inside of it. So some people are really clear on where it is, for example. So a bit like when you talk about the Lake District, your vision of your dream home, it might be about where it is. It might be like, I can open the window and what can you see? Or like a step yeah. outside my front door and this is what it is. If you're mm-hmm. someone who like the location is the thing that makes like your dream home your dream home for example like try and explore and write about that as much as possible where some people are much more like it is about the physicality of it is it wood (laughs) is it actually a boat now who knows is it like is it like the style of it like the rooms like the the features of it some people I think are much better at knowing that like they can just look at it or you might be someone's like, it's about how you want it to make you feel. And maybe you can describe that. And maybe there's certain things. So I think because actually, I think it's a, it's easy sometimes to think, oh, my dream home is going to be and like, be like a child and just draw like, like I've always wanted a double fronted house. And that's probably because <laughs> that's what you drew when you're five, don't you? Like, here's the door that has matching little windows on both sides. Here's a little chin. And try and make it 3D. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got a little bit wrong. Oh, and I always had one tree on the side. Yeah, always a tree. There always had to be a tree, like the emoji that they've got now. Yeah, literally that one tree standing there. But I know that for some people, actually, like that's really like difficult. And you're like, actually, there's more to it than that. And what is it? And actually, trying to start delving deeper into it, I think, is a helpful thing. It might be you living your dream home already, so that's fine. But I think for a lot of people listening. They're probably not quite there yet. So dream a little yeah. today. Mm, I like that because I don't know if I've really ever thought about it. Like you say, I'd love to open my window or doors and there'd be ocean or sea. That's pretty much as far as I've got. So yeah. yes, I will enjoy doing that, having a little delve in. So thank you everyone for joining us this week. We hope you're all well. Obviously in England, Freedom Day has happened, even though I don't think it feels like it has everyone still in mass and making up you know, their own rules to be cautious and protected. And so wherever you're at with all of that, we hope you're safe and well and looking after yourselves and those around you. Um, but yes, we will see you next Friday if you want to get in touch. Um, in the meantime, free and figuring out at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram at free and figuring it out. See you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.